Create English today. Hi and welcome to Create English. We're starting our program. It's April 2015. And in today's program, we've got uh, different kinds of things like pronunciation, we've got uh, grammar, we've got an interview, uh, and also some. Uh, well, some look at uh, the conversation between Daniel and Laura that we listened to in the previous program. We're going to make some comments about that. I hope you like the program and you find it useful. So, let's begin. Uh, first, I thought we could do some, uh, some pronunciation. And uh, this time it's going to be a bit different because I'm going to give you a, an opportunity to practice during the program. So, uh, let's get down to it. In the first exercise, I'm going to give you three words in a row. Right? So always three words. And you will have to decide which sound is different. There is always one word which is pronounced with a different sound, either a vowel or a consonant. Uh, let me give you an example. For instance, I say, uh, which vowel sound is different? And you've got these words, flow, blow, blue. Well, it's quite obvious that blue is the odd one out, because in the other ones you've got O, O, and in this one you've got O. Right, here are your first words. Which vowel is different? In which word is the vowel sound different? Cloud, no, shout. Second, power, lower, tower. Third, Sure, tour, sure. Now come the consonants. Now in these three words, the first consonant is what you have to listen out for. Change, champion, shampoo. Second, here the last consonant. Fish, catch, wash. And the third set, first consonant, sheep, china, shine. Okay, so uh, let's see. Um, in the first set, we had cloud, no, shout. Here, no, the second one is different. The first one is ow, second is o, third one is ow. The second set of words were power, lower, tower. Same thing. First and third are the same and the middle one is different. Ow, o, ow. And the third set of words was sure, tour and sure. Here the first one is different because it's or. Second and third are ua. 
Remember that if you need to check the spelling of these words, you go to createenglish.com, look for the uh, radio blog, and you will find these words well, in today's program's description. Now it's your turn to practice. I'm going to give you the words and you're going to practice after this little bell sound. Just listen. Okay, so let's begin. Now with the first set of words, the trick is you have to make the first and the last word with the ow sound, just like when something hurts, you know, like ow. Uh, but the second word is o. Oh. So here we go. Cloud, no, shout. Second set of words, same thing. Ow, o. Oh. Power, lower, tower. Third set of words. Or, ur. So it's sure, tour, sure. Okay, well done. Let's move on to the uh, consonants. In the first one, the difference is ch and sh. Ch, 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 sh. So the words are change, champion, shampoo. Second set of consonants, same thing. Sh, ch, sh. So the words are fish, catch, wash. And the last set of words are sh, ch, sh. That's sheep, china, shine. Okay, we're done with the pronunciation part for today. Well, uh, next up, um, an interview I made with a tourist in Barcelona, um, well, on the beach near the Twin Towers, uh, where's that? There's the Villa Olimpica station. And um, well, I asked her a couple of questions about this and that, you know, about the, the, the city and about shopping and about uh, the places uh, she'd been to, etc. And here, here's the interview, and I've got a couple of questions, actually, well, ten questions, so not just a couple, for you to listen out for. And so here are the questions. Uh, what was the weather like when I made the interview? What was the weather like? Uh, by the way, her name is Cecilia, so uh, the second question is, when did Cecilia arrive in Barcelona? Three, was she with family or friends? Four, when was the first time she came to Barcelona? The first time. Five, did she visit the Sagrada Familia? Six, when... no, sorry. Where did she see the guitar concert? So, where did she see the guitar concert? 7. Does she like shopping? 8. When did she go to Montjuic? 9. What does she like about Montserrat? And uh, 10. Question number 10. Where is she going after Barcelona? 
Okay, the questions are not too difficult to answer, and the interview itself is not too difficult. I would say maybe pre-intermediate level. So you will be fine. Um, so just listen and try to answer the questions. Here I am on the beach of Barcelona, and uh, I've been looking around to find, well, to ask some tourists who would like to contribute with a little interview to the program. And here's Cecilia with me, who said uh, she'd be uh, happy to talk about things, Barcelona, her stay here, etc. So, hi, Cecilia. Hi. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Um, uh, where did you say you were from? I... I am from Mexico. Oh, from Mexico. I see. Um, it's, a nice, it's a little cold today, isn't it? Well, it's windy, more than cold. Yeah, it's a little windy. Um, yeah, I'd like to ask you about, uh, well, what? I don't know, when, when did you arrive? I arrived 10 days ago. Uh-huh. Did you fly to Barcelona directly? Or? No, no. I fly to Madrid and we stay there for three days. And then we come here to Barcelona because we really want to, to be here in Barcelona. Uh-huh. And are you here with family or friends? I'm here with my friends. Uh, your first time? No, this is my second time. I came first with my family, like 10 years ago, and then I came back with my friends now. 10 years ago? And has it changed? And do you see changes in you know, the way Barcelona is today and it was 10 years ago? Well, maybe a little, but I think it's a beautiful city. Uh-huh. And uh, what have you seen since you arrived? Oh, a lot of things. I think it's a beautiful city. We've been in the Parguel, we've been in the Plaza España, where there is a, a fountain with colors and music. And yeah, the, what's the, the magic fountain, yeah? The, the magic fountain. I was in the Sagrada Familia, that when I came first, it wasn't finished, and now it's uh, very nice and beautiful. Uh-huh. And uh, have you done any, you know, shopping, or maybe you've been to... Uh, some cultural events, concerts maybe, or...? Oh, yes. I, I've been in, in Santa Maria del Mar, a, a church, beautiful church, and it was a guitar concert, very nice. And shopping, all I can do shopping, always. Do you like shopping? Yes, I love shopping. And what do you think about this beach here? Oh, I like it. Uh-huh. Do you see all these people running here and riding bikes and stuff? Is this the same in your country? Well, uh, I see a lot of people doing exercise here. And in my country, more, more people is doing exercise every year, I think. Uh-huh. Okay, well. Have you been to Montjuic? Yes, we went to Montjuic uh, yesterday. And we went to up to the mountain, the little mountain, to the castle. And what about the, um, I mean, have you seen other places other than Barcelona? Just outside some places, maybe? Ah, we went to Montserrat. Uh, it, it is beautiful, Montserrat. We, we went there last time, I mean, 10 years ago, and it was beautiful, and I found it always beautiful in, in very uh, quiet place. I found it very nice. Uh -huh. And what are your plans for the coming days? Oh, we'll be here for couple of days and then we're going to Paris. To Paris? Yes, we want to go to Paris with my friends and then after Paris we, we go back to Madrid and we fly home. Okay, thanks for the chat and uh, well, I hope you have a good time. Thank you very much. Thank you.
You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio. Okay, let's move on. Uh, next thing is uh, we're going to do some exercises with uh, frequency adverbs, which is, again, still like pre-intermediate level. Even elementary is good for this exercise. A very simple thing. Uh, we're just going to practice how to use the uh, frequency adverbs and expressions and where to put them in a sentence. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read out some simple everyday common activities and things that we do and then I'm going to give you uh, the frequency adverbs to use and expressions to use and then uh, that's it. You're going to have your uh, time to try how well you do. It's really not very difficult so you'll be fine. Let me give you a clear example. For example, uh, eat pizza, right? This is something that most of us do sometime. Um, now, how often do you eat pizza? Maybe you eat pizza uh, once a week, or you eat pizza every Friday evening with your friends, etc. So, uh, if I ask you, how often do you eat pizza? You can say, uh, I eat pizza once a week. Or you can say, I never eat pizza. Uh, or you can say, I don't know, um, I eat pizza every evening. Oh no, I don't think you would say that. Um, but maybe twice a week. That sounds more realistic. Anyway, I'm going to ask the question and give you the frequency adverb and you will have to use it in the answer. The only thing you would need to pay attention to is how and where you use the following frequency adverbs never, rarely, sometimes and often. These should go after the person, after the subject. For example, I never eat pizza. Never comes after I, which is the person in this case. But expressions such as every day or once a day or once a week, etc. I want you to use these at the end. So, for example, I eat pizza every day. I eat pizza once a week, etc. Okay, clear? So, let's begin. Question number one. How often do you clean your shoes? Sometimes. I sometimes clean my shoes. Second. How often do you watch cartoons? Never. I never watch cartoons. 3. How often do you ride a bicycle? Rarely. I rarely ride a bicycle. 4. How often do you brush your teeth? 3 times a day. I brush my teeth 3 times a day. 5. How often do you practice English? Every day. I practice English every day. And finally, how often do you listen to music? Often. I often listen to music.
So when you need to use um, frequency adverbs to say how often you do things, well, you can uh, just try and do them the way we've practiced now. Okay, well, uh, next up, let's listen to some music. You're going to recognize the song immediately. It's a super famous song. And as you're listening, there would be some things uh, you could listen out for at the same time. You will hear different colors in the song. But which colors can you not hear in the song? Blue, green, yellow, red or brown? Which of these are not in the song? Another thing, how does the singer describe the rainbow? Uh, also, what adjectives go with the following words? Roses, world, skies. And finally, what does the singer say about the day? Is it bright or light? And what does he say about the night? Is it black or dark? I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They're like much more. You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio, our English program with exercises, vocabulary, 
grammar and other things. Now let's do some grammar for intermediate and upper intermediate level students. Um, there's a thing here um, which is a little tricky to understand, at least in my experience uh, with some students. And this grammar point is in case and in case of. Now, um, there seems to be some confusion here. Um, let me give you two examples. The first one. In case of rain, shut all the windows. The second one. Shut all the windows in case it rains. Once again. In case of rain, shut all the windows. Second one. Shut all the windows in case it rains. Now, um, in both cases, obviously, I want the windows to be shut because I don't want things to get wet inside the room, etc. Um, this is pretty straightforward. But the difference is that uh, in the first one, when I say, in case of rain, shut all the windows, this is like uh, the norms of use um, of, of a place, of a room. And uh, one of them would be, you know, in case of rain, shut all the windows. Please, when it rains, remember to shut the windows. But only when it rains. Uh, so, this is like, when it happens, do this. Don't do it until it happens. It's not necessary. But when it happens, do it. When it rains, shut the windows. In case of rain, shut all the windows. Um, other examples would be like, in case of fire, break the glass. Or, you know, in case of fire, don't use the elevator, etc. Now, the second example is different. Shut all the windows in case it rains. This means, please, do it now. Because it can happen. Um, so, please shut the windows now because, you know, I can see those clouds and the, the skies are pretty dark and, and, you know, the weather forecast said that it's going to rain and we're going away now, you know, to the movies, to the theater. So, shut the windows now because it may rain. Uh, another example would be, uh, you know, uh, you're going on an excursion and the weather is nice but, you know, you never know, so um, it's always a good idea to take an extra jacket. So, um, you can say, um, take an extra jacket in case it rains. Bring an extra jacket in case it rains. Um, this means, you know, take an extra jacket with you because it may rain. I don't know if it's going to rain, but I think that it may rain. So, take the jacket and don't get wet. Um, a different way of saying the same thing would be bring an extra jacket just in case. Just in case. This means the same in a different way. Bring an extra jacket just in case. This means bring an extra jacket because if it rains, then you can make use of it. So, 
This is this grammar point about in case and in case of. All right, uh, let's listen to some music again. There will be two songs, the first by Bruno Mars and the second by the Beatles. As you're listening, you might as well pay attention to the grammar point that's there in both of these songs. So what's the common grammar that uh, both of these songs have? If you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea I'll sail the world to find you If you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see I'll be the light to guide you Find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends in need You can't count on me Like one, two, three I'll be there And I know when I need it I can count on That's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah Ooh, 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 ooh yeah, yeah If you're tossing and you're turning and you just can't fall asleep I'll sing a song beside you And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me Every day I will remind you, oh, find out what we're made of, when we are called to help our friends in need, you can't count on me, like one, two, three, I'll be Help me 
understand Cause I've been in love before And I found that love was more Than just holding hands If I give my heart to you I must be sure from the very start That you would love me more than her If I trust in you Okie doke. So, any guesses what the grammar point might be? Yeah, the conditional. Actually, two different kinds of conditionals in the two songs, but it doesn't really matter. We're going to take a look at the first conditional type, which is called the first conditional, actually. There were examples for this in the first song. We're going to take a look at two things, the structure and the function of these uh, grammar points. Now, the first conditional could be like, for example, if we leave early in the morning, we will arrive on time. If we leave early in the morning, we'll arrive on time. Uh, well, just uh, notice that we've got sort of two parts in the sentence. The first part in this example uh, speaks about um, leaving early in the morning. That is, if we leave early in the morning, then something will happen. Okay? And this something is in the second part of the sentence. It is that we will arrive on time. We will not be late. So, what do we want? Uh, we want to arrive on time. We don't want to be late. Okay, so far clear. L let's see some other examples. 
Another example could be, if you go to the party, I'll go to the party too. Right? If you go to the party, I'll go too. I will go too. Um, do I want to go to the party? Mm, yes, I do. But not alone. I mean, not on my own. I want somebody to go with me. And if you go, then I will go. Uh, again, a similar thing. We, we want something, but for that to happen, there is some other thing which is necessary. And this is called the condition. So, if the condition is given, that is, if you go to the party, then I can go too. So, my going to the party depends on you going to the party. And in the previous example, uh, our arriving on time depends on when we leave. If we leave early in the morning, we will arrive on time. This is the idea in these two examples. And uh, just... Uh, how do you say this? We've got a part of the sentence which uses if and the subject and the verb in the present simple form. So, if you go. If you go to the party. And the second part of the sentence, in this case, we have the subject and will and a verb in the infinitive form, which is I will go to. I will go to. Well, mind you that these are interchangeable. You can say, I'll go to the party. I will go to the party if you go to. I mean, you can, you can um, swap these two parts. It doesn't really matter. What doesn't matter is that in the part where you've got the if, you're supposed to use the subject and the present simple form of the verb. If you go to the party... Okay, and this could be another person too. If John goes to the party, or or, or if uh, Mary goes to the party, or whatever, then that would work as well. Second part of the sentence: subject plus will plus infinitive. What does this mean? I will go too. Um, okay, so this is where we speak about that future thing that we want to do, we want to have, we want to experience, etc. And if you want to make promises or predictions about the future, and especially things that are likely to happen, or things that you can pretty much um, be sure that um, they, they will happen or they can happen, then this is a good grammar point to use anytime there's some condition for it to happen. Uh, we're going to deal with the second conditional in the next program. But now I'm going to ask you some quiz questions. Yeah, quiz questions about different stuff like planets, animals and similar. And I'll be using comparative forms like bigger, larger, uh, rainier, etc. Uh, here's this one for you to answer or look for. Uh, which planet is further away from the Earth? Venus or Mars? Venus or Mars is further away from the planet where we live, which is Earth. Which animal lives longer? A cat or a rabbit? Which animal lives longer? A cat or a rabbit? 
Uh, which city in Canada gets more rain per year? Prince Rupert in British Columbia or Vancouver in British Columbia? Next question, which river is longer? Uh, St. Lawrence in Canada or the Volga in Russia? Next one, which is the world's heaviest animal? Which is the world's heaviest animal? And finally, where is the largest museum in the world? Where is the largest museum in the world? Well, all right, so have fun answering these questions. You might have to look up some information to find the answers. Um, and now we're going to move on to the kids' block. Well, if you remember, in the previous program, we had a conversation between Laura and Daniel. And they were talking about, um, you know, their hobbies, basically. And I'd like to point out some grammar for elementary students. And I also have some questions for pre-intermediate students. Let's begin with the questions. Uh, the situation is Daniel and Laura meet. As I said, they talk about their hobbies. And when uh, Laura arrives, Daniel is drawing. Yeah, he's drawing. Okay. The first question is, has Daniel finished drawing the airplane yet? Has Daniel finished drawing the airplane yet? Okay, next question. Uh, when Laura wants to see a dinosaur drawing, Daniel has to find it. The question is, where does Daniel look to find a dinosaur drawing for Laura? So where does Daniel look to find a dinosaur drawing for Laura. Next question. What does Laura want to know about the dinosaur drawing? So what does Laura want to know about the dinosaur drawing? Four. Then they, well, they, they talk about each other's hobbies and Laura speaks about her hobbies and Laura also likes drawing, but she likes to do other things as well. Question. What does Laura like doing in addition to drawing? What does Laura like doing in addition to drawing? Okay, next one. Uh, Daniel... Yeah, does Daniel know what hip-hop is? Because Laura dances hip-hop, yeah? But does Daniel know what hip-hop is? And the last question is, where does Laura invite Daniel to? So Laura invites Daniel to a place, somewhere. Where does Laura invite Daniel to? To what place, what event? So now let's hear the conversation and you can answer the questions. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Laura. How are you? Well, thanks. What are you doing? I'm drawing. Ah, that's nice. What are you drawing? Can I see it? Sure. Is it an airplane? Yes, but it's not ready yet. 
It's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Yeah, I like drawing a lot. What do you usually draw? Do you have favorites? I like drawing cars, most, and airplanes, and big dinosaurs too. Dinosaurs? Can you show me one? Hmm, I'm not sure if I have them in this notebook. Yeah, here's one. Wow, this is very nice. How did you do it? I saw it in a book that teaches you how to draw. Nice. Do you also like drawing? I do, but I prefer dancing and writing poems. Poems? Yes, I like reading and I sometimes write. It's fun. And also dance? Yes, I do hip-hop and jazz ballet. Do you know what hip-hop is? Well, kind of. We're going to dance in June with the school dance group. You can come and see us if you want. Sure, why not? Yeah, so what are the answers then? Uh, has Daniel finished drawing the airplane yet? No, he, he has not. Um, he hasn't finished yet. Second question. Where does Daniel look to find a dinosaur drawing for Laura? He looks in his notebook. Next question. What does Laura want to know about the dinosaur drawing? Well, she wants to know how Daniel did it. How Daniel did the dinosaur drawing. Next one. What does Laura like doing in addition to drawing? Well, she likes dancing and poetry. Writing poems. Yeah. Does Daniel know what hip-hop is? He doesn't really know what hip-hop is, but he has some idea because he says, kind of. Kind of means, well, so-so, not really, but a little. And finally, where does Laura invite Daniel to? Well, she invites him to the end of the course uh, presentation of the dance school. I think it's in June, yes. This is Create English on Ripollet Radio. My name's Gabor. And, well, we've got a couple more minutes until the end of the program, so... Um, Let's just do the second thing I wanted to do with this uh, conversation exercise, and that is to point out some grammar uh, for elementary and beginner level students. Listen to these clips. What are you doing? I'm drawing. Yeah, so the question is, what are you doing? And the answer is, I'm drawing. Remember, this is called the present continuous form. Uh, and this is to express what you are doing in this moment. Uh, it's one of the uses. So what are you doing? I'm drawing. What are you doing? I'm reading. What are you doing? I'm watching TV. It's always using the ing form of the verb. Watch, watching. Read, reading. And you need the verb to be. So I am watching TV. I am reading. But usually in a contracted form, like I'm reading, 
I'm drawing, etc. Next clip. You're good at drawing. You're good at drawing. Remember, good at, not good in. Hmm? Um, so, I'm good at drawing, I'm good at dancing, I'm good at um, swimming, etc. Next clip. What do you usually draw? Do you have favorites? What do you usually draw? Now, this is not for the present moment, it's in general. So, the question is not, what are you drawing? Because that would be for this moment. What do you usually draw means, what do you draw when you normally just sit down and draw things? Do you draw cars? Do you draw people? Do you draw animals? Okay. Next clip. Do you also like drawing? I do, but I prefer dancing. Do you also like drawing? This is the question. Now, do you, and you've got the ing form, like drawing. Do and ing. What does this mean? Uh, are we asking about the present moment or in general? Well, the question is, the question refers to a general idea, uh, usually. Do you, do you usually, okay? But because we use like um, in the sentence, um, we use the ing form of the verb. So, we like drawing, we like dancing, we like swimming, we like painting, we like uh, running, we like playing football, etc. So, when you use like with an activity, you can use the ing form to express a general idea. And this is why Laura answers, yeah, I do, but I prefer dancing. I prefer dancing which is an activity. She likes dancing, she likes drawing, but she likes dancing more. And the last clip. We're going to dance in June with the school dance group. We're going to dance in June with the school dance group. Hmm. We're going to... What is this? Well, this is a plan for the future, which is uh, very... It seems to be like fixed already. I mean, you've got, you know, the, the place reserved, you've uh, been practicing for months now, you know the show perfectly, you've started printing the, uh, the posters, etc. You're going to, you're going to dance in June. Um, and typical uses, uh, like, no, like this weekend, I'm going to visit my grandparents, or I'm going to see a film uh, this evening, right? Um, you've decided and you know you're going to do it. So this is a typical use of going to plus the verb. Great, well, this was uh, Create English for April. And uh, I hope you like the program. Um, if you want, you can check out the website, which is createenglish.com. And you can find some written summary of what we've done today. So all the best. Take care and see you next time.